Welcome to the eSuccess Method Podcast with Jacob and Aaron, your weekly dose of tips and tricks to achieve excellent performance in your business and career. Join us as we explore deeper into the practical world of Lean, Six Sigma, project management, and design thinking. In this episode number 166, I quit. Good morning, everyone. This is Aaron. It is 5.15 on Easter Sunday. Happy Easter to anybody who celebrates Easter. I am speaking to you alone today to just let you know that I quit. Yep, this episode is about me quitting. And if you are ever curious about quitting, Freakonomics has a podcast about quitting, the upside of quitting. There's a link in the show notes. So this one is called... I quit. Kiss my ASQ goodbye. And this is actually, I'm going to talk about a few things that I'm quitting. Um, starting with this first one, kiss my IISE goodbye. So this was a time I was selected to speak for four different tracks at the 2017 IISE annual conference. This is the Institute for Industrial and Systems Engineering annual conference coming up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, unlike most participants who are there, I actually have to pay out of pocket. So this is not sponsored by my job. It's not sponsored by a university or anything like that. And uh, I usually um, I try to find the way I could possibly do it as cheaply as possible. Uh, it was going to cost about one and a half thousand dollars, one point five grand, all in with flights, hotels, and I was trying to find okay, how can I how can I turn this into a, a net gain or a net profit and um, or at least break even uh, and it uh, it just wasn't working out so uh, and then I noticed as I was being compelled to register in time to receive my quote unquote uh, speaker's rate uh, I, I noticed that the speaker's rate was no different than the early bird rate so what was in it for me I had to put in the four I had to put in the work to do four different tracks create presentations and present my work to others and I was getting literally nothing out of it um, as far as a financial incentive and the most I could hope to get is 50 people in a room uh, versus the 2,000 of you that I have already so uh, as I try to put this into perspective it is you know what what am, what am I missing I mean yes I'd love to go there and, and meet some people in in person and those relationships are they're worthwhile. They're they're uh, they're definitely significant. I, I but uh, I don't know if uh, the cash flow would allow for that. You know, consider this: if if you had to pay out of pocket, would you spend one and a half thousand dollars to have two people that uh, you meet uh, stick around and have a sort of a long term uh, interest in? But what's the downside, right? I, I'm going to miss creating these valuable in person connections. Uh, in person connections, they. I have made some great connections with the 2015 conference and uh, edu- education Lean Six Sigma conference. Um, they are priceless connections, but at that point, it, it, I guess it became a matter of principle. At that point, too, is like how how could they possibly expect me to pay full price? Full price when I have to do quite a bit of work to be a contributor there. I, I think there's something missing in the value of conferences and the conferences that I've been attending, they, they have not all been very great. And, uh, I'm, I'm concerned about that because if, if the only people who are coming to the conferences are the people who are doing the speaking and we're just speaking to each other, 
uh, there's a problem. We were creating a bit of an echo chamber. So if you're going to the conferences, you should be there either to teach or you should be there to learn. Um, uh, but but just churning in our own like-mindedness is, is not really going to be very helpful. So I decided to back out of the Pittsburgh conference. And I, I was kind of disappointed because this is one I, I really wanted to go to. And then uh, I just couldn't make it work. So kiss my ISE goodbye. Here we go. Kiss my ASQ goodbye. So my ASQ black belt recertification came around and I learned I missed my grace period. And I, uh, you guys have I've talked about what I think about the ASQ certification in the past. And basically it's, it's pretty much only worth the paper it's written on, but you know, I was keeping it valid. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that recertification was important, keeping it up to date, keeping it valid. Uh, I, I did the work. I might as well make sure that I get credit on the recertification journal, but this time I missed my uh, I missed my grace period, and it happened while I was on strike duty about a year ago, and I just simply forgot about it, or and I didn't really understand how the grace period really worked. I don't remember it working this same way. So basically, uh, it expired. I had a six month grace period, uh, after which I can no longer use the journal, but um, I had to use. I have to take the re I have to retake the exam and I'm just at this point I was like, hmm, do I wanna do that? Do do I wanna fill out the journal based off of what I've contributed to the body of knowledge, including training hundreds of green belts, doing these podcasts and and uh plenty of other things that I've been doing, so speaking. Or do I wanna resit for the exam, which is gonna cost, you know, another three hundred dollars and four hours of my time on a Saturday uh, at which uh, Basically, my Saturdays are the only days I get with my family, Saturdays and some of Sundays. Um, so I just decided to let it go, which is weird because for the last however many years, maybe uh, almost almost 10 years now, I've been keeping that active, keeping that valid. So at this time, I'm just like, I think I'm ready to let that go. I, you know, in my mind, I'm far more qualified than the ASQ certification reflects and it was helpful for me 10 years ago. Uh, it helped me get that full-time role. I was able to gain real experience as a result of that, but keeping it going forever um, in an area that really isn't changing a whole heck of a lot. And if it is changing, I feel like I'm on the front end of that. I'm not on the, I'm not on the back end uh, learning about it uh, later. So I'm going to let it go. So what's the downside? Some employers might look at the ASQ certification roster, you know, they do keep an updated list of who's certified now, who's currently certified. And I don't know if anybody really looked for that, that's probably the wrong role for me. I'm thinking my, my resume is far more valuable than the ASQ stamp of approval. What do you, what do you think though? Am I wrong? Is it important to keep that certification up and running? What have you been doing? You are listening to E6S Methods Podcast, brought to you by E6S Industries. Join us on our website at www.e6s-methods.com. Journey through success. Did you know E6S Industries delivers custom training? We'll customize a program to meet your unique continuous improvement needs. We're also experienced keynote and motivational speakers to professional organizations and universities. Contact us on our website, www.e6s-methods.com, 
and let us help you chart your journey through success. And this one, kiss my e-success goodbye. So I came very close again to shutting down this podcast and I've been going back and forth. It's a lot of emotional conflicts with the podcast. I mean, it's very time consuming. It's tough to balance this life and work. I do enjoy the process. I one of the it's just a strange thing. I actually enjoy the end product more than I enjoy the process, which is not usually my what my personality enjoys. I'm, I'm more of a process, uh, enjoying the journey kind of person. But this this is one where I actually do enjoy listening to the final product, uh, as as a, it does give me satisfaction for having gone through the process, it, which is a little bit different. There's people, there's process people, and then there's, com- there's uh, execution people, uh, or there's people who uh, complete. Uh, I typically have been on the process side where I enjoy the process and I just keep doing the process and process and process. But this is one where I actually more enjoy hearing the final product than the process of going through it. Uh, anyway, um, it is very time consuming. T- it's tough to balance that life and work. Each episode can take up to eight hours a week of time to either plan or edit, depending on how, how it's gone through. If it, Sometimes it requires a lot of edits. Sometimes it requires a little bit less, but still, you know, a couple hours uh, of editing. Uh, I also had a bit of an existential crisis. I just turned 40. Oh, God, that hurts so much. Um, but... What should that mean? That 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 shouldn't mean anything. This most most of the listeners are probably already over forty, and they're like, oh, "Okay, kid, get with it." Um, but uh, it is true; it is a milestone, and it's. Uh, I don't feel forty; I just am. <laughs> and um, my grandfather passed away, so that that and he was definitely the single most positive influence on my life. And um, for all of you who've lost, you know, parents and grandparents and mentors those people who are important to you it's it's a you know it's it's a time for reflection so all of that has been happening in the last couple months and uh boy uh, how could i ignore this the the state of the country the united states and what is going on here and try not to be political but holy crap this is for me uh, the scariest time to be living it uh uh it's it's surreal and um, future for me looks very un, unclear as far as the the way things are going to go, and so all that is weighing in on: Do I want to be devoting time to the podcast? There is kind of limited payback. So I mean, I started this three years ago, and I'm still trying to find a business model uh, or any way to cover the costs. And this is not my beg for money, though. But you know, if you want to, if you want to donate, that's fine. I, you know, <laughs> I won't. I won't send your money away. But um, you know, this is this this is a process that we're trying to enjoy, and uh, Jacob's been a great part of that. But uh, really, it's it's supposed to be leading me into a direction that will allow me to leave the day job eventually. And uh, I I'd say I'm probably not very good at finding or searching for the correct business model. But it also hasn't made itself very apparent to me either. So. Right now, it's definitely just a very time-consuming hobby. Um, and uh, out of the 2,000 listeners we do have, really only have heard from maybe 10, 15 of you. Um, so I'm, like, I'm, I'm not getting what they call that uh, 
social validation so much. So uh, if, if there were a call to action, just say, hey, yeah, I'm here. I listen. Please continue or, or something like that. Uh, that would be great. That would be my social validation. Uh, even better, share us with a friend, right? If there's anybody who say, hey, you know, this podcast is pretty neat. Uh, you're interested in this kind of thing. Uh, take a look. These guys uh, really know what they're talking about. But, um, you know, when I was at my, my low again, it, and this is usually what happens when, it, when I'm just about ready to quit, and this has happened at least one other time, I finally get that one message that says, Aaron, please don't quit. Um, even though nobody knew I was going to quit. And this one came from Ken Heskett. So special thanks to Ken Heskett. Ken reached out to me a couple months ago. He was looking for advice on how to transition into a healthcare career after having been outside of it for a while. And I gave him some advice. And I also passed out his questions to one of our podcast guests, Joanna Ficatier, in episode 151. And Ken wrote me a couple weeks ago, following up. I, I never expected to hear from Ken again, honestly, but he, uh, out of, uh, out of his time to uh, write this note, he writes, hi, Aaron, I am a little behind in my podcast and just listened to your interview with Joanna Ficketeer. That was very encouraging to me. I'm happy to hear this, Ken. The search has proved harder than I had anticipated. Seems like everyone wants two plus years healthcare experience, as you mentioned in your podcast. I'm still searching for a position. Meanwhile, gaining experience and education as much as possible. Your advice has been extremely helpful. I approached a doctor friend of mine who owns his own clinic, and he has opened up his practice for my help and is even paying me, making it better. I've been consulting on a couple different lean projects with him and getting my feet wet in the healthcare world. Thank you so much for your sage advice and for all the quality podcasts. All very helpful. So this was perfect. Uh, it hit at the perfect time. Uh, it hit at the perfect tone of where I was. Um, so that's what I like to do. I like to make a real connection with people. Uh, and I like to know that people are actually hearing me on the other side of this microphone. So I appreciate that, Ken. Uh, and uh, Ken and I wrote back a couple extra times and actually uh, acknowledged to Ken that, hey, your note came at the very perfect time, yada, yada, pretty much what I'm just saying to you. So thank you again, Ken, and um, keep at it. And uh, good luck to you in trying to get back into the healthcare field. Or get into the healthcare field. Also, great congratulations to Philip Prendeville for completing his thesis. Uh, Philip reached out to me and Jacob a couple couple months ago uh, uh, with regards to Agile and the Lean Six Sigma methodology. Phil has been working on, well, here's the title of his thesis, Tailoring the Agile Approach to Machine Building, Facilitating Improved Communications Across Departments by Philip Prendeville a project submitted in partial fulfillment requirements for a Bachelor of Science in Process and Engineering Management from Limerick Institute of Technology, submitted March 2017 under the guidance of Dr. Emma Kelly. So thank you, Phil, for sharing that and allowing us to be part of your journey. Uh, Phil did send us a copy. It's very many pages, so uh, I will read it. Uh, it just will take me a while, and I have to find a printer because I'm, I'm one of those people. I still print things out. Uh, I'm evil in that way, and, and Brian Hurley, you can... You can tell me how awful I am by doing that, by uh, not being green with my lean. But I am that one person who likes to, likes to have a printed copy in hand and a pen to make my notes on. I have not found a good technological way to do so. So if anybody's got a great way that I should adopt, uh, I'm all ears. So yeah, there we are. I quit. Um, but I'm not going to quit the podcast yet. So my call to you is 
Am I wrong? What do you think? Is it bad to quit? Is it always bad to quit? Is it sometimes good to quit? I'm thinking for these particular issues, at least the IASE and AASQ, there is a fear of missing out. What am I going to lose? But then there's also, okay, everything is a business case and and a cash flow issue. What was the business case I was trying to achieve? You know, if I go to the IISE, I'll meet some other people. I'll get to understand what other what some other people are doing. I'll get some new guests for the podcast. I mean, for me, it's kind of a recruiting center for, hey, they did something neat. Let me see if they want to come on the podcast and uh, share it with the rest of the world. Uh, I also get to make some, you know, in-person connections. And I'm, I'm not a social person at all, really. So this is me just trying to get out there and force myself to be social. So I'm not giving up on speaking engagements altogether, but this particular one seemed to be too much of a hurdle for me to get over. Um, and the ASQ, you know, I really wanted it. I really did. Uh, and I just, I delayed it. I misunderstood what it was about. And when it came down to really making the commitment, you know, was it worth another $300 and four hours of my time? No, for me, it's not. Um, so what do you think about that? I mean, I'm still going to keep my PMP, uh, I, I don't know why. Um, for the same, it's really just the same reasons that I was going to keep my ASQ before I, it became too difficult to keep. Uh, I'm keeping it because I have it. I earned it, and I want it to stay valid. But then, at the end of the day, is that what's giving me my job? Is that just to keep the three letters on the end of my name? Maybe it's really not that worth it. So, what are you quitting, if anything? And so, a couple things you can do for us: send a note. Say, hey, thanks for continuing the podcast, or leave a tweet at eSuccess Industries, or send us an email, Aaron at eSuccess Methods.com. But really, the best favor you can do is share us with a friend and help grow the listener base. If I grow the listener base, maybe I can get a sponsor. Shh, no, you didn't hear that. Thanks for listening to episode 166 of the eSuccess Methods Podcast. Stay tuned for episode 167, part 4 of our project schedule planning series, Yes, I Gant. Don't forget to click like or dislike for this episode in the show notes. Tap, click, done. If you have a question, comment, or advice, leave a note in the comment section or contact us directly. Feel free to email me, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at esuccess-methods.com or on our website. We reply to all messages. If you heard something you like, then clamor and share it. Don't forget you can find notes and graphics for all shows and more at www e6s-methods.com Journey through success. If you're not climbing up, you're falling down.